You're listening to the Maine Boys to Men podcast, a podcast dedicated to lifting the voices of young people and engaging youth around topics of gender and violence prevention. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Owen Stefanakos. I'm a junior at Maine Coast Waldorf School and have been a member of the Maine Boys to Men Youth Council for about a year now. My name is Aiden Stark-Chessa. I'm also a junior at Maine Coast Waldorf School, and I've been a member of the uh, Youth Council for several months. Yeah, I'm excited to talk today about issues surrounding masculinity. And hi, my name is Pearl Saperstein. I'm also a junior at Maine Coast Waldorf, and I've been a member of Maine Boys to Men for, again, like eight months. So uh, today, I'm going to uh, talk about issues surrounding masculinity, what it means to be a man, We can start with discussing, like, what does the phrase be a man mean to you or just mean in general in this uh, sort of modern landscape? Aiden, that is a really good question. I think that it has definitely been prevalent for me. I mean, it's pretty obviously saying that, like, men should be tough and the inverse is that women are not tough. Um, So, like, that's kind of the underwriting of it. I don't know. I think that phrases like that, even if they are really just meant to be like be tough like be tough or something like that they have a very harmful effect even when they are meant in the most nonchalant fashion yeah i have to agree with owen there it just points towards a more pervasive style of toxic masculinity in today's culture like instead of like overt you know sexism it's a much more undercover way of alienating people um, based on sexism. I think that just points towards a big problem in today's society with this and is a good introduction to this whole issue. Right, I think I think agreeing with Pearl, it's a, it's a pretty easy place to start talking about this issue, which uh, it's easy because most guys have definitely heard be a man. And if you sort of think about it, peel back a couple, couple layers, you, you come to the what it is being used for right now doesn't uphold the best values for men or women. If it was, if it, if like be a man was linked with like being emotional and, and uh, having a really high emotional IQ and being kind and not more negative traits. I think that, I think that encouraging people to embrace their masculine side, like be more masculine maybe isn't a bad thing. Uh, right now, it's been so drilled into every, every young boy that being a man involves stressing, like pushing yourself to stressful points with your job, socially, never talking about your emotions. So having the build up inside of you forever and uh, just not really building as loving relationships, that's really toxic. And you can really see that fallout with men, young men, around their rates of suicide, uh, rates of depression. Uh, and these are issues that are, are uh, pretty prevalent in our culture because we push this thing on men of you have to bottle up your emotions. Right now, we need to raise awareness about how it's, it's hurting a lot of men and, and young men. Um, I agree. I also think that this is a really good example of like those just little things that when they are compounded enough times that they, they create something much more powerful. And so I think it is incredibly important to be aware of the amount of power 
when put together with thousands of other phrases and hearing it many times a day, um, how powerful these things really are. What do you all think that masculinity looks like right now in 2020? Uh, masculinity in 2020 or gender issues as a whole seems to be a really divisive and difficult to talk about issue. Most people, if I went up and asked them what it like, tried to provoke a long dialogue about what it meant to be a man, might not be forthcoming. But spreading awareness so that we can start that dialogue is super important. And I think that masculinity in 2020 can be defined most simply as going down the right path. I think we'll get there. I think that Aiden really hit the nail on the head. And I think that it is, um, it is incredibly important to not only see the negative aspects of masculinity that we are painfully aware of now um, and the negative qualities that are associated with that word. I would say that the majority of all of these things are positive, masculinity being one of them and that we just need to continue to iron out the issues in order to make it even better. I think with me, a good way I'd look at it is looking at the flip side on what femininity looks like today. Personally, I've had a lot of experience with feeling not very feminist. Like I do, I've started doing some falconry, I'm a drummer, I'm a bassist, I motorcycle, like I do all of this very masculine, like traditionally masculine activities for someone who is identified as female. So I hope that masculinity can be expanded in a way and it's not such a restrictive term. It's kind of been hard for me for that. I felt a lot of need to like pressure to perform in a feminine manner as a child that I kind of rebelled against. So I think that expansive masculinity or masculinity in 2020 should look more open and inclusive and less of a restrictive thing. I mean, the main goal being that more people are able to be, feel more comfortable with how, with what they love to do and not feel as though they need to be confined to certain stereotypes in order to be male, female, whatever. What if we don't make as many judgments about what, what someone should be? Instead of saying, just expand the category to be able to fit so much more, what if we just say, like, we're more flexible? It is an incredibly deep human need to fit into something bigger than yourself. The ability to choose what tribe you want to be a part of and what what you want to put at the forefront, right? So if you feel as though your gender is an, like one of the most important things about you, then that's your choice. But if you're like, you know what? I feel a little bit of, um, of community with my gender, but you know what? I think that, Pearl, I'm just using you as an example. I think that um, my biker friends are much closer to me and share many more of my ideals. So I'm going to put that at the forefront. I think it's incredibly important to not judge people before getting to know them. And I think that's the problem with genders is that a lot of times it's like, you're male, so that means that you like sport, like you're competitive and you, all these things. And so that's like trying to package it all into one group. And so I think that if you kind of go the opposite way, instead of expanding the gender to fit more groups, you could just kind of break it up into more fractions that we people are able to find their tribes in an easier way and still feel that sense of community. 
in using me as an example, I think you guys skipped over the fact that you're assuming that people have accepted me in these abilities, like that I've been able to find groups of predominantly men who have allowed me to become part of that group. That's a big thing. I feel like there's a lot of exclusion, especially for a woman, a teenage woman, you know, I'm not an adult, I'm a young girl, and people have been very upset about that, in fact. I've had to deal with a lot of sexism in that and just finding that group. So how can we try and include people in if the things we're trying to include them in, casting them out? Really important to judge what should be the factors that decide who can be a biker, who can be a drummer. I think that the only factor should be they like and are good at drumming. They just love to uh, ride their motorcycle. I think that it is definitely a long and arduous path to that truth. But I think that if we're able to get there, right, so if we're able to see that if that is something they love and feel as though it's a part of them, therefore, like, that is already something that they have in common, like, on a deep level with these other members of the community. I think that if we're able to get to that point, the world would be a lot better. Personal anecdote, that resonates with me a lot. I think that as I think of myself, being a man is is one of the furthest things from how I identify. I have struggled a lot with thinking about how the world sees me because I, I feel as though they see me first as a man. And I would like to be seen first as like a person who likes to talk, make friends, like a social person, a cool person. And then like way down the list after all the it's things that I identify with and I love have been crossed off after that is, is a man. What does expansive masculinity look like to you? Expansive masculinity is, is being able to follow your heart and do what, what calls to you. If, if we ever get to the point of expansive masculinity, we would also be at the point of expansive any gender. Um, and it would al allow anybody, no matter sexual identification, gender identification, race, do whatever you want after being born in whatever skin color, whatever skin, whatever body type. I mean, the real question is like, how do we get there, right? Because that sounds pretty amazing from any perspective. What do we do to get to that point? Awareness is huge because if you are aware of things and because so many of these are such subtle details that perpetuate these monumental societal truths right now. I think that if we're able to be aware of those tiny things, then that is definitely a step in the right direction that you need to both see the obstacles in your way, but first and foremost, you need to be like looking at the goal that you have on the horizon and striving for that. Uh, it's, I mean, for me, there has definitely been a time in my life where I didn't really recognize how the system of masculinity had been disadvantaging certain parts of me, potentially making me more stressed, less happy, less, less of a comfortable person with who I am. And then, and then I can pinpoint a time after I've realized that where I'm able to be more vulnerable and talk about my feelings and work through difficult issues with close male identified friends. I think that life has drastically improved since I have been able to make that distinction and change. You need to have people forge the path. You need to have male identified people start being vulnerable, stop being toxic, and hopefully it'll, it'll snowball thusly. Um, and, and I think that's the 
clear path and the only way to do it. And every male identified person understands that life gets better after you learn how to share your feelings and your emotions has to take it upon themselves to A, do that, which is going to be good for them and good for society. And B, talk about that with other people. And I think that if that happens, I think that at least on the masculine side of things, which is where I am situated right now, we will end up slowly but surely moving toward a more inclusive world. And I think that the other key to that, that anybody can do who wants to uh, uh, make our world more equal is, is strive to have open and open-minded conversations with everybody and work really hard to have compassion for every single person, whether they disagree or completely agree. Uh, and I think if, if, if those two things happen, we have discussions and remember that we, that all people deserve respect and compassion and love, then if that happens, I would be very optimistic for any potential sons or daughters that I would have. I don't have much else to add. I think that both Owen and Aiden hit it on the head pretty well. What I would like to say, though, is that I think encouraging people to disregard gender norms is a big piece of this as well. From my own experience, yeah, do what you love to do, regardless of what people think about it. And I think that's really important. And I've really loved my own experience. And regardless of the challenges I've faced in my own hobbies, I've ended up really loving every second of it. So, um, I feel like that's a pretty beautiful place to sort of bring this to a close. To recap, we, we started out by talking about what the phrase be a man meant to you in society. Then we moved on to what masculinity looks like in uh, 2020. And we sort of ended by saying the, the ideal form of masculinity and what, what we would hope expansive masculinity looks like and should look like in the future and hopefully will look like. I'm Aiden Stark Chessa, signing I'm off. I'm And I'm Pearl Saperstein. <laughs> Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, thank you so much for listening to The Youth Take. To support more conversations like these, please consider giving $5 at mainboystomen.org.